What's going on, everybody? Daryl here from Lambsdale USPSA. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, episode number two of 2022, we're going to kind of retro back to last year and uh, go over the USPSA Board Directors Minutes from the December 28th and 29th meeting. So if you are ready, stand by. All right, everybody, again, welcome back to the podcast. If you are a returning listener, if it is your first time here, welcome. Be sure to listen to all the other episodes here on the podcast. Also, check out the Limbs Hill USPSA YouTube channel. Actually made it a little bit easier to get there in the last couple of days. Uh, simply go to youtube.com slash Lambshill USPSA. Boom. Brings you right to the channel. Simple. And that is, <clears throat> pardon me, that is that. Um, yeah. Check out all of the uh, videos we have on there. Everything from gear reviews, match videos. Uh, be sure to check out the RO Corner series if you're interested in rules. A lot of rules discussions there. Rules are not just for range officers. So, uh, this particular episode, as I said in the intro, we're going to be going over the last Board of Directors meetings minutes for USPSA. But first, we have some stuff to get to as I'm knocking the microphone around here. Um, going to try to kind of do something a little different with the podcast. Going to kind of break it up into some sections. I really need to stop hitting this mic stand. Apologize for that. So, first, we're going to start off with some news and match updates. All right. So, the biggest thing that has come out in the last week or so is NROI is accepting applications for staff for nationals. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them that are open right now. Go to uspsa.org slash NROI slash nationals slash application. Um, for those who are not aware, uh, you are given a little bit of a travel credit or more like reimbursement for your travel. I think it's, it's like 350 bucks, something like that. Um, and all that, I believe you're given a per diem and stuff like that. Uh, for working nationals, obviously you get to shoot the match and also work as an RO. So anyone who is interested in that, be sure to sign up. As far as nationals themselves go, here are the dates for the one, two, three, four, five, five national championships in USPSA this year. Starting off with the Palmetto State Armory USPSA Multi-Gun Nationals. That is going to be uh, starting on March 30th. Uh, Forgot to put down where that one is actually being held, but it's going to be relevant. May 20th, uh, 
is, uh, let's see, the Ruger USPSA Classic Nationals pre- presented by Federal Ammunition. That is taking place at Talladega, Alabama, same place that uh, pretty much almost all the Nationals were held in 2021. Um, Talladega Marksmanship Range or whatever they call it. Um, haven't been there myself. I do know a couple of people who have been there. They said it was a fantastic time. So be sure to check that out if you are able. June 9th of this year is the first of the SIG uh, national events. Uh, June 9th is SIG presents the USPSA two-gun PCC pistol nationals uh, in Palisade or Palisades or however the hell you pronounce it. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, For those interested in that, just look up this range. Oh, my word. Talk about, I mean, the range itself looks nice just from the Google images that I've seen. But just some of the scenery, some of the backdrops um, from some of the bays there. Wow. Just unbelievable. Um, It is the Cameo Shooting and Education Complex. Google it. Click on the photos. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous surroundings. Yeah. Be awful nice to go shoot there. It really would. Uh, September 7th is the SIG Carry Optics Nationals. Again, down in Talladega. And October 11th is the SIG Open Limited PCC and Production. I don't know why they grouped all of them together. That's kind of strange. But anyway, that one is also taking place out in uh, Colorado. Not California. Almost slipped there. Colorado. Um, Yeah. So... I I do like the fact that they're doing the traditional multi-gun nationals. And then they're also doing a two-gun PCC pistol. Apparently two-gun was a big hit in 2021, so they decided to bring it back. Yeah, I kind of like it, actually. Um, it is run under multi-gun rules, obviously. But you're basically just eliminating the shotgun. So, kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah. NROI, um, range officer applications, go check those out. Link will be in the description of the podcast here. Um, Also, I believe there is one of the national events, actual registration for competitors will be opening up, uh, I believe, well, by the time this podcast goes out, It will probably be uh, Saturday, January 8th. Let me just confirm that for you guys here real quick. Uh, While I'm doing that, a couple of more, um, a couple more big matches coming up. Trident Armory, Standby to Fly Benefit match, and Main State Championship. Um, I'm going to kind of go off on a little tangent on this one. just because I've personally shot this match the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. 
So a couple of big, big, big things here. The Trinomery shooting team was able to kind of get in with the main veterans project. And they are now a 501c3 nonprofit. That is awesome. Um, now, as far as getting to the match, every year, Tri-Numery Standby 5 Benefit Match, the reason it's called a benefit match is they like to work with veterans charities, or veterans organizations, I should say. Uh, this year is, I believe it's called Canines on the Front Line, and basically they work to uh, work with veterans for like emotional support, animals, and and stuff like that. Really great organization. Fundraising goal for this year is fifty thousand dollars. Yes, fifty k. To be perfectly honest, I see no reason why that goal cannot be not only met but surpassed. Um, another big thing with this match is. It is now presented by Atlas Gunworks. Yes, Atlas has signed on as more or less the official sponsor. Fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if if Atlas is going to be doing another gun raffle like they did last year for the match, but I I have a feeling they will. Oh, uh, let's see. So that is coming up. Maybe I should give you guys the dates. Uh, that is coming up July 22nd through the 24th. 22nd will be the staff shoot. 23 and 24 will be competitors. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be big. The Trident Trident guys always put on a great match. Um, should be fun. Next one after that is... The USPSA Area 7 Championship, presented by Ruger. Yes, the Ruger Area 7 Championship, September 2nd through the 4th at the Hamden Rifle Pistol Club, Hamden, Maine. Be sure to check that out. Uh, As far as registration for both of these matches, the Trident Armory, uh, Standby to Fly, and the Ruger Area 7 match, when I get those details, I will give them to you guys. So that is it for news and upcoming matches. Uh, really, the only other thing is the uh, the board of directors in person meeting will be taking place on January fifteenth. That is, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, a week from today, Saturday the fifteenth. So, if you have any issues with the draft of the bylaws or anything like that be sure to get that via some form of official communication email works best Um, get that to your area director so they can get that hashed out Um, or at least tell you why things can't be the way that you think they should be Um, and the email's very simple whatever area you're in say you're like me in Area 7, the email address would be area7 at uspsa.org. Very simple. So that brings us to today's main topic. 
And that is the Board of Directors meeting minutes from the last meeting, December 28th and 29th. Now, you notice this is a two-night two meeting. There were uh, some things that were being discussed that they decided they wanted another night on. So here we go. Uh, let's see. Standard roll call. Area 1, Area 2, Area 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. President, DME, DIT, DNROI. And the DFO was absent with notice. Meeting was called to order at 7.02 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, let's see. First thing was a discussion of the agenda for the evening. Uh, after that, Area 7, Lee Kamana, made a motion to enter executive session, which was seconded by Area 2. They entered executive session at 7.08 p.m. Area 1 made motion to exit executive session. Area 7 seconded the motion. They came out of executive session at 9.23, so they were in there for a little less than two and a half hours. Uh, let's see, Scott Fonseca. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Address the board during executive session. Now, here's a big one. Area 6 made a motion to terminate membership under Article 4.13, which was seconded by Area 7. Area 6 made a friendly amendment to the motion. I don't know why they say a friendly amendment. Uh, to the motion to include the name of the member. Motion was amended to terminate membership of Scott Fonseca under Article 4.14, which was seconded by Area 3. They had a roll call vote on this. Areas 1 through 8 and the President all voting in the affirmative. Motion was carried at 9.28 p.m. More on that later. DNROI made a presentation about Range Master Instructor Policies. That discussion included uh, RMI Policy, RMI Selection Policy, and RMI Code of Conduct. Draft documents to be included with meeting minutes. I have not seen those. I think somebody dropped the ball there. Uh, final policy will be voted upon at the in-person meeting. Uh, at this point, 9.54 p.m., DNROI, DIT, and DME left the meeting. Uh, let's see. Area 2 made a motion to enter executive session for discussion regarding legal counsel. That was seconded by Area 1. Executive, executive session was entered at 9.56 p.m. Uh, Area 7 made a motion to exit executive session, which was seconded by Area 6. That occurred at 10.35 p.m. Uh, about a minute later, Area 8 makes a motion to recess the meeting until December 29th at 7 p.m. That was seconded by Area 7 and was carried at 10.36 p.m. That would not surprise me because I'm sure Lee was tired and wanted to go to bed. <laughs> oh, pardon me. So, meeting was resumed at 7.03 p.m. on the 29th. Uh, let's see, a roll call. Areas 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. President, DME, DIT, and DNROI. First up was a discussion of bylaws. Uh, 
as we are working on a draft on many items, a poll of the board is taken as consensus of direction. These are not votes, but help in the completion of the draft. So basically, it's not an official vote, but they just go around the room and say, how many people think we ought to do this? Okay, more on that later. So they had a discussion of Article 3. Uh, discussion of Article 3 was rewritten in order to exactly match the organization's articles of incorporations in order to be in compliance with the law. Being in compliance with the law is a good thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, discussion of Article 6. 6.1, change numbering, make mention of all types of members. Uh, change awkward language regarding area directors holding other positions. I'll have to go back and look at that. Uh, 6.3, add lawful residents to text. Discussion of adding a hard limit to begin any special election. Board consensus? No. There's that consensus thing coming into play. Discussion of removal of the requirement to be a life member prior to partitioning or petitioning for area director or president. Board consensus remove. Oh, I don't like that. I I think if you want to be an area director or the president, you should have to be a life member before you even throw your hat in the ring. That that's just stupid. So what about the people that aren't a life member? They throw their hat in the ring. They end up winning. Okay, well, now they've got to go and get their life membership. Not a big deal. But what about the people that lose that aren't already life members? Well, it's kind of a good thing that they lost because obviously they don't seem to care enough about the organization to want to be a life member. I don't know. Just my, just me thinking out loud. Uh, redo wording to acknowledge any type of life membership. Strange. Uh, discussion of member request to include a recall vote of area director and president. Check this out. So, discussion of member request to include include recall vote of area director and president. So. Basically, if the membership don't like the president, they want to be able to do a recall. Or if they don't like an area director, the members of that area want to do a recall. Here's how people voted on this. Area 1, no. Area 2, no. Area 3, 4, and 5, yes. Area 6, 7, and 8, no. President, no. Really, guys? You, you, I guess I'm confused by this. If the member, if the membership votes in a particular person, say area director, president, whatever, and then a year or two down the line, <clears throat> pardon me, they decide, you know what, this person's not doing a good job. We want to get rid of them. 
Now all of a sudden, oh, you we can't do that because you haven't given us the ability to have a recall vote. I may have to dig into that a little bit further because that that doesn't seem right to me. I anyway. Uh, there was discussion of Article 7, discussion of typos found, typos to be cleaned up, added wording to address elected officials' supervision of employees, discussion to remove portion prohibiting bonuses for president. Yes, I just did say bonuses for president. Areas 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 voted to remove prohibition. Area 6 abstained, as he should, because he is going to be one of those that are running for president. Area 7, remove prohibition. Area 8, keep prohibition. President, keep prohibition. So that's pretty good. When even the current sitting president wants to keep something in the bylaws that prohibits basically him from getting a bonus. Uh, Member suggestion to change president's role to only break ties for consensus was no. Member suggestion to require managing director to attain a USPSA classification. Hmm, not, not too sure how I feel about that one. Uh, board consensus on that was no. Why not? Member suggestion to change managing director job title to director of finance and operations. Board consensus, no. Member suggestion to require managing director to move near USPSA headquarters. For consensus, no. All right, that that one I can I can see having a, a no consensus on. I mean, if if the person lives in Maine, you know, if if they get hired as managing director, you're really going to make a move to Washington State. All right, I can see that one, especially where USPSA has employees living all over the country. Not not that big of a deal. Uh, member suggestion regarding 7.5, having the manager managing director be under a fidelity bond. Uh, question to have it as part of the bylaws or USPSA policy. Board consensus was have it as part of USPSA policy policy, not part of the bylaws. Uh, Discussion of remaining sections. Discussion of Article 3. Discussion to add another section to expand further on the objects and purposes of USPSA. That discussion was tabled until they have a discussion with the USPSA legal team. Uh, Article 4.13. Member suggestion to remove 6.1. Okay, they get that in there twice. Uh, Member perceived it as punitive. Board consensus was no. Member suggestion of the addition of USPSA members who are not board members to the audit committee. Uh, They decided there was more discussion required there. 
Uh, now we go to Article 10.2, Confidentiality. Member suggestion to publish salaries of all employees. Uh, they came to the consensus that needs more discussion with the legal team and may actually be against Washington state law. Member discussion of area finances. Member requests all area finances be published. Board consensus was that USPSA has no authority or responsibility for area match finances, only that they be reported to HQ and the section coordinators. Article 11, member suggestion to require all divisions be recognized for area matches. The board consensus was that is a rules issue, does not have anything to do with the bylaws, which is true. Article 12.3, member comment on section coordinator duties. Board consensus was keep, whatever they were talking about there. Article 15.1, member comment requesting changing the majority back to two-thirds from three-quarters. Board consensus, keep all consistent at three-quarters. Article 16.2, fixed typo where the wrong section is referenced. Also in 16.2, discussion of the addition of competition rules to this section along with competition equipment rules. General concerns. A would restrict competition rules changes on an emergency basis. B, might possibly delay future changes to USPSA multi-gun rules. Uh, board consensus was competition equipment rules only. Discussion of USPSA and steel challenge rules in the bylaws. Board consensus was steel challenge is part of USPSA, which it is, and is covered under the bylaws. So we don't need two sets of bylaws one for USPSA, one for Steel Challenge. They're all in one as one company. Yeah, I've heard that before elsewhere. Oh, we're supposed to be one company, but we're going to keep treating it like it's two companies, even though it's one. Yeah, don't get me started. Um, and that's a personal thing. Anyway, uh, discussion of 16.2 regarding the Rules Committee. Uh, board consensus was to keep unchanged. What about the Rules Committee? What's wrong with the Rules Committee? Uh, 16.3, member suggestion regarding DNROI candidates being only RO certified. <laughs> really? You want the director of NROI to only be an RO. Not a CRO, not a range master, just an RO. Wow. What was that member smoking? More consensus. Keep as a range master certified life member. Thank God. Uh, let's see. Again, in 16.3, discussion regarding relationship between DNROI and the managing director slash president, board consensus, DNROI reports to the board, and the board will work with DNROI, as it should be. Member questioned that 4.14, as written, bans members with expired dues from working matches. Board consensus was to keep that. Well, yeah, 
if you have expired dues and you're not a member of USPSA. If you're not a member of USPSA, you can't work a match. <gasps> Who knew? Uh, Article 12, member suggesting to add enforcement against section coordinators. The consensus there was to table until a later time. President then asked the board if there were any concerns with the draft bylaws. Everyone said no. DME suggests that committee draft explanations for the change in their respective sections. Board consensus, committees will draft explanations. Okay. Uh, member requests to present to board regarding bylaws change in at the in-person meeting. Board consensus request to present to board at in-person meeting was not timely as comment system was set up for comments to be considered before the meeting. Member welcome to attend as observer. So basically what this one was, member wanted to talk to the board about the bylaws changes at the in-person meeting. Basically, USPSA said, or the board said, you know what? You've had almost a month before the in-person meeting to read over the bylaws and put your comments in the actual form on the website that we gave you to submit your comments. That way we can have all the comments in. We can hash everything out before the in-person meeting. That was the whole point of this. So you're more than welcome to come to the in-person meeting and just hang out and see what's going on. But if you have a comment, send it via the official comment page on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Some people make my brain hurt. Uh, let's see. President asks if a board meeting the following week is necessary or required. Everyone said no. Area 8 addresses the board to thank the DME, DIT, and DNROI for attending the meeting, even though they're on vacation. The next meeting is the in-person meeting, as I said earlier, next Saturday, January 15th. Here is the draft agenda for that meeting. Committee appointments for 2022. Appoint vice president. Appoint secretary. Going to go over committee reports. Volunteer recognition. Media marketing and sponsorship with DME. USPSA and SCSA affiliate report with DME. SCSA presentation with Zach Jones and DME. NROI with DNROI. Keep hitting this thing. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Information, technology, and infrastructure with the DIT. Finance and operations with the DFO. Budget discussion. Multi-gun rules review with DME and DNROI. Bylaws review. President's report. Sounds like they're going to have a lot going on at the in-person meeting. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see what the minutes look like for that one. Finally, 
Area 4 makes a motion to adjourn, which is seconded by Area 6. Meeting is adjourned at 9.58 p.m. Whew! Six pages of minutes. That's, uh... They still left out some detail. Um... Going back to one of the first things that was that was talked about, Scott Fonseca had his membership terminated. Why? What happened? If if anybody knows, tell me. I don't know. I've never even heard of this guy. Why did he just get booted? Um. And and I only I only want to know so that I don't make the same mistake that he did. I I don't know what he did to get terminated, not just suspended, flat out terminated. He's done, gone, goodbye. Your your history. Go shoot somewhere else. But why? What do you do? I don't know. Um, yeah. So that is pretty much it. I know I've dragged this podcast on long enough. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Let me look at my show notes here. Yeah, the whole bonus for the president thing. Um, that's also in my show notes. I kind of got to laugh at that. Um, I did, I did see some, uh, some stuff uh, on Facebook the last couple of days. People complaining about the whole consensus deal. Um, you know, whose who's opinions were just kind of being squashed because the rest of the area directors thought that this was a good idea or whatever. That's not what it's about. It's just their way, instead of doing official votes... Okay, in which they have to go around to each and every single person and get their vote, and that has to be recorded, and rule after rule after rule after rule. They just say, hey, who thinks it should, you know, the rule should stay? Who thinks it should change? People will bitch about anything. Seriously, they will. Um, I do like the fact that they are talking about uh, the member suggestions and whatnot. That's good. I like that. It it shows that they are listening to the membership. Um, some of the things that they talked about, I'm sure there were quite a lot of comments. Um, I know last week at the Frozen Chosen on New Year's Day, doesn't seem like it's been a week, does it? Holy crap. Um, of course, Lee Cabana was there. I got to talk to Lee for a few minutes. And there was one competitor that Lee was waiting to talk to uh, because this competitor had some comments about the new proposed bylaws and this, that, and the other thing. And he doesn't do social media or you know emails or anything like that. So, you know, Anyway, so they are apparently listening to the membership, which is great. So I've been yapping for over 35 minutes, almost 36 now. I'm going to cut this off right here. Again, check out all the rest of the 
uh, podcast episodes. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Um, if you have any questions, comments, shoot me an email, lambshillshooting at gmail.com. Maybe one day I'll get around to changing that to make it make sense. But lambshillshooting at gmail.com. Um, find us on Facebook, Instagram, just lambshilluspsa. I'm going to cut it off here, and I think I'm going to go to bed. So have a good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. And as always, shoot safe.